Welcome into the Rebound Rundown. Today is Saturday, March 18th, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Fritchner, and this is produced by Chatterbox Sports. This is your Daily Digest College Basketball Show, where you can get your info on Cincinnati area college hoops every Monday through Friday in short episodes. Well, how about day two of the NCAA tournament? It absolutely delivered in a massive way. Both local teams, Xavier and Kentucky, advanced to Sunday. Xavier trailed by as many as 13 in the second half and came all the way back to win. Kentucky held Providence to the Friars' lowest point total of the season at just 53, and the Wildcats won by eight. More condensed episode today. I mostly just want to get out this interview with Adam Baum from the Cincinnati Inquirer, where we talk all about the Xavier game. But before I get to Adam, though, let's run through what we saw today. And it was headlined by 16 seed Fairleigh Dickinson's upset over number one seed Purdue. It was only the second time a 16 seed had ever beaten a one. FDU shouldn't have even been in the tournament. Merrimack won the NEC, but Merrimack wasn't eligible because they're still in their transition phase to D1. I was in Greensboro Coliseum for the Providence-Kentucky game while the FDU upset was happening, and FDU chants broke out across the arena when they'd show the game on the Jumbotron. It was a crazy scene. One of, if not the greatest, upsets in the history of the sport. The Big East went 4-1 yesterday with the only loss being Providence. Pitt held Iowa State to just 41 points as the 11-seeded Panthers advanced to play Xavier, and late in the night, Two games that came right down to the closing seconds. TCU beat Arizona State by two, and Florida Atlantic converted a layup before the buzzer to beat Memphis by one. Now, let's hear from Adam Baum about Xavier's 72-67 win over Kennesaw State. Joined now by Adam Baum of the Cincinnati Enquirer. And Adam, Xavier trailed by as many as 13 in this game. And they looked dead with about 10 minutes left. Kennesaw State had all the energy. They had the fans. They had the momentum. They had the shot making. They had everything. But in the last 10 minutes of the game, Zabra was able to buckle down, get the stops, but also score when they needed to score, not just get the stops. What a game, but Zabra's moving on. doesn't matter how, the Musketeers are moving on. Yeah, I mean, it looked really dire. The situation was bleak. Um, and really, what it started with one stop. From 9.57 to 3.46 on the game clock, Kennesaw State did not score. And that stretch started with a stop, Jerome Hunter and one. And it was just like every time Kennesaw State came down the floor, Xavier got a stop, and then they capitalized on it. And this was something that they hadn't done in this game since the very beginning of the game, the opening minutes when they built that 20-11 to 11 lead. It, was a fi- it ended up being a 15-0 run that literally saved their season. They absolutely, their backs were against the wall. They needed something to happen, and they pulled a rabbit out of their hat today. Um, Colby Jones said after the game that it was a wake-up call. Uh, you know, you find a way to survive this one, and it doesn't matter how it looks. It doesn't matter how it feels. You're playing more basketball on Sunday. You have a chance to correct the things that didn't work tonight on Sunday. Jerome Hunter, the hero of the game, really 24 points, the hero of the entire game because the game was sealed at the very end by a block from Jack Nungy. So you want to go hero in the macro, it's yeah. Jerome Hunter and hero in the micro, it is Jack Nungy. But Adam, what a day for Jerome Hunter who it just after the game you could tell this one meant as much to him as it meant to anybody else and he stepped up 
when the team needed him. But more importantly, he said, you know, basically, I just didn't want to go home. Yeah. I talked to Jerome in the locker room after this game. I asked him, you know, he was second on the team in field goals attempted today. Tied, or third, basically. Sule and Colby each shot, had 13 shots. Jerome had 11. <laughs> I asked him why that was. He said that Sean Miller told him before the game that he thought, based on what Kennesaw State does defensively, he thought that the middle of the floor would be there and Jerome would be able to take advantage of it. That's exactly what happened. Watching that game today, Jerome got the ball so many times in the middle of the floor, back to the basket, facing the basket, and he found a way to finish or he found a way to get fouled. He drew seven fouls today, went to the line, and made all eight of his free throws. On a night when Xavier was only 22 or 30 at the foul line, it, Jerome Hunter just saved his best game in a Xavier uniform for his first ever NCAA tournament game. And Xavier would be going home right now if it weren't for Jerome Hunter. Xavier was up 68 67 with just about 18 seconds left on the clock, maybe about 12 seconds. Either way, less than 20 seconds left on the clock. Kennesaw State had the basketball, the shot clock was off. The Owls call a timeout, and the whole season comes down to a defensive stop. We've talked so much about how the defense has been the issue for Xavier this year. And in the very end, it was the defense that saved the game, that kept the season alive for Xavier. A game-winning block for Jack Nungy, similar to the game-winning basket that he had last year in the NIT to win the title, yeah. comes up with the game-winning block today. Um, just how big is that, do you think, for the confidence of this team that – they know that when they needed a stop, they went out and got one against a team that had really been able to score, uh, you know, at, at different points in the game. I don't think the defense was necessarily the issue today. I think the offense was the issue, but there were different stretches where Kennesaw State got buckets fairly easily. But Xavier was still able to buckle down and get a stop. And what what have we said about Jack recently, particularly in that Creighton game at Madison Square Garden? His ability to protect the rim, alter shots. That's exactly what he did. There was another block that he had earlier during that 15-0 run that led to Xavier scoring points. So I asked Sean after the game, like, you know, your back is against the wall, your season's on the line, and one of your guys steps up and makes a play. And he basically said, that's what you love to see. You want to see your guys embrace the moment, make big plays that ultimately decide the outcome. Jack, Jack Nungy certainly did that tonight. So now Xavier advances the three-seed Xavier winning 72-67 to over Kennesaw State. They will now play against the winner of Iowa State and Pitt. Uh, that game is going on right now as we record this. It's just about to go to halftime. One more thing on the, on the Xavier front here, Adam. Xavier only made two threes today. And for a team that came into the game shooting the third best percentage in the entire country to be able to win a game where you only make two threes, one in each half. It's massive. Yeah. And Sule actually, he had about two threes that were literally looked like they were all the way in and they hopped back out. But to your point, Sule hit one in the very beginning of the game. They did not hit their second three-pointer until Adam Kunkel hit that one at the very end of the game. And you want to talk about heroes today. Jerome gets the primary hero distinction. Jack Nungy, Jerome's 1A, Jack Nungy's 1B, Adam Kunkel is 1C. That three-pointer gave Xavier a 67-65 to 65 lead in the closing minutes. They were down 65-64 to 64 when he hit that shot. That was actually a set play to get Jack the ball inside. 
Jack felt the heat from Kennesaw State, threw it back out to Kunkel, and he stepped into it. And that's like, to me, I think that might be the most impressive thing from the day from the day for me is that you've built this reputation for your high powered <coughs> excuse me, your high powered offense, your three point shooting, and you win an NCAA tournament game when you can't hit the broadside of a barn from three. So, you know, you have to think if you're if you're a betting man. Shot, the shots will be better on Sunday, I would think. Adam, any other overall thoughts, anything that you heard after the game, anything? Uh, I, know, I know one thing that people, a lot of people saw on Twitter was Adam Kunkel and Sule Boom kind of scuffling a little yeah. bit, and there's a lot of emotion. You know, We know that Kunkel's a very vocal guy, um, but a lot of emotion, a lot of intensity in this game. Um, I know you talked to them after the game about that, what they say. When I walked into the locker room, I went right to Sule. Him and Kunkel were sitting practically next to each other. They were both watching the incident on their cell phones laughing to each other. So it was like it was, I immediately knew that everything was okay. And basically Sule said it was a miscommunication and transition. He said one thing. Adam Kunkel either said or heard another thing. And Kunkel leaned over and he's like, that's just passion, man. We both care about this. We both want to win. Um, it would be an issue if you didn't see that kind of emotion in a moment like that. So I think it, it's much ado about nothing. If you've ever played sports in your life, you get mad at your teammates sometimes. So they, they see everything seemed okay after the game. Adam, thanks for taking a few minutes here today. I know you got a lot, a lot going on. If you're listening to this and you want to read more, Adam's, of course, uh, got you covered all weekend long with the Cincinnati Inquirer. Thanks for everything, Adam, and uh, let's, let's maybe talk again on Sunday. I would love that, Paul. The game time for the Xavier Pitt game was released late last night. It'll be at 12.10 Eastern time on CBS, the first game of the day on Sunday. Today, at least as it relates to the show, Penn State and Texas is the game to keep an eye on because if Xavier wins, they would play the winner of that game. The Nittany Lions and the Longhorns tip off at 7.45 on CBS. Houston and Auburn play at 7.10, and the health of Marcus Sasser and Jamal Shedd is something to keep an eye on there. Elsewhere around the rest of the country, Northwestern and UCLA play at 8.40. Maryland and Alabama play at 9.40. Upstart Princeton and Missouri, they play at 6.10. I'm going in reverse order now. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I am. Duke and Tennessee, they play at 2.40. And Furman and San Diego State, they are at 12.10. In the NIT, Cincinnati is at Hofstra at 2 o'clock. Stube Stats, it is that time of the show. XU Statman on Twitter, the Stube Stats of the day. Prior to Friday, Xavier was 0-4 on St. Patrick's Day in the NCAA tournament, but they snapped that skid, now 1-4 on St. Patty's Day. They'll be playing Pitt for the third time in the last 15 years, all three of which will have been in the tournament. Xavier lost to Pitt in 2009, but beat the Panthers in 2010. The all-time series between the teams is tied 3-3. Three and three. Paul's Pick of the Day, presented by Betfred Sportsbook, started hot in the NCAA tournament but has now lost two straight after Drake failed to cover against Miami. Today, I'll take the Penn State and Texas over at 139.5. That'll do it for today's Rebound Rundown. Again, I'm not planning on doing a Sunday show, so I will be back with you on Monday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and I'll talk to you later.